You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Super Bowl champion Rondé Barber of Fox Sports going to make broadcast history on Sunday when the Giants take on the Buccaneers. He and his brother Tiki are set to become the first siblings ever to call an NFL regular season game. Rondé, thanks so much for taking the time to join us. How did this novel concept come together, and have you been giving Tiki some pointers since you have much more experience calling games? <laughs> Um, I'm not sure how it came together. Um, I'm not sure who approached who first and on uh, what side. You know, we uh, Tiki and I have talked about it in the past, kind of as a fleeting, you know, maybe if type scenario. Uh, and I was out at my seminar uh, back in August, and one of my bosses, John Entz, came up to me uh, 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 and said, "Hey, would you ever consider, you know, letting Tiki do a game with you?" And I'm like, hey, "You know, yeah, we, you know, it was one of those nights we were talking, just letting it loose." And then literally uh, a week later, Tiki called me and said, who is John Entz? <laughs> I said, you should probably give him a call back. Um, and uh, we decided that this would be the perfect game to do it. Um, uh, him being, you know, endeared up there, me being endeared down here in Tampa. And so, yeah, I, uh, I'm trying to give him some some tips. There's, there's no real, uh, you know, learning that you can do. You kind of just got to jump in the deep end of the pool and start swimming when you, when you do broadcast games. But, at the very least, he has me. This is my fifth year doing it. Kenny Albert is a very, very good pro at this job, so he'll uh, he'll steer our ship. It's good to hear from you, Rondé. Had the opportunity to see you uh, radio roll down in Houston, and uh, love to watch you doing your thing, of course. But to have it to to have it be where you and your brother are doing it. Uh, have you guys talked to the family? How excited are they to do it? Have yeah. you and your brother talked about it? How excited are you? Uh, both uh, have yeah. an opportunity to do this, yeah. which is, let's just say, history, right? Yeah, well, it's it's our history anyways. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be the first at something, right, I guess? Right, but, right. Um, um, Tegan and I have talked about it. And, you know, the mechanics of a three-man booth, I'm, uh, trust me, I've done it once. It's, it's hard to do, you know, because you're, you're kind of – you're kind of muted at, at times when you really want to get in. Um, so you're really sharing the scene, and it's it's not as easy as it seems. You think like three men, you've got a lot lot more to talk about. Uh, re- reality is, it's three people. There's not enough time to talk about what you what you want to do because um, as conversational as you want to make it, you still got to cover the football game. Uh, you still got to be out before every snap, and you know, there's there's some logistics that we're gonna have to get used to. But yeah, the family's excited. You know, all of the, his family. Uh, or is his, his, his youngest family are going to be down. Obviously, my kids will be down. My mom will be watching. Um, there's there's a lot of friends that are, are really excited to tune in. Um, and, you know, I think I think it'll get a, a positive response. I mean, we have different perspectives on the game. You know, I've been watching film. You know, Cordell, you play, you played. I, I watch film now like I would play what, like when I did when I was playing. I don't know if you do, <laughs> you do that. I know Tiki doesn't do that anymore. Right. Um, so he'll it, bring a different perspective than – you know, the more analytical side that I try to bring as an analyst. And we know everything's bigger in New York, and the New York media, I'm sure, is waiting for this game. Oh, yeah. Given Tiki's past <laughs> with, with the candid remarks about Eli, how do you think he's going to approach calling this game if the Giants' offensive struggles continue on Sunday? Yeah, you know what? Tiki and Eli are good, man. It's a, it's a, it's a fun, fun, uh, funny narrative, I should say. Um, uh, surrounding them, um, you know they're they're big boys, man. They play together. They have much respect for each other. Uh, and I- I- Eli is not the problem on that offense. I mean, I, I've watched their first three games. Eli is 
playing at a different level in a new offense. I mean, he's never been asked to be a, you know, a West Coast uh, lineup in three wide receiver sets for, you know, 90% of the game and throw the ball over the park. He's been under center play action uh, uh, quarterback when he's won both of his Super Bowls. So uh, I think he's, I think he's playing well. He's completing a lot of his passes. Granted, they're not going for a lot of yards because of the structure of the offense right now. Um, and they can't take five-step drops. That offensive line's not good enough. Um, but he needs people around him to play better. He's got a lot of weapons at wide receiver. He's got a good young tight end. Um, uh, I don't think Tiki's going to have much to disparage about other than the guys up front trying to protect him. Rhonda, you see you down there in Tampa. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers end up suffering a, a big loss against a Minnesota team that didn't have their starting quarterback and and Sam yeah. Bradford, you saw Case Keenum come in and play well. But on the other side, Jameis Winston, I mean, he goes out and turned the ball over a few times, and they're leaning on him to be the leader to get them yeah. to the next level. Tell me, what, what's the feeling down there when it comes down to Jameis not pressing, not having to press so much, but try to do it by getting the committee, the people around him to help him to go out and play on a high level? You couldn't have said it better, Cordell. I mean, you, you played the position, uh, and – they're asking him a, a lot to do a lot for this team. I mean, he threw the ball 40 times last week, and I'm telling you, his 28 completions were all really good throws. Um, the thing that you always worry about with Jameis, because Jameis has this mentality that he can make any throw in the book, and to be quite honest with you, he, he can. And he can find tight windows. He can see anticipated throws and just let it rip. Uh, and you don't want to take that away from him because he's very good at doing that. Um, uh, but you also got to give them help. Uh, to me, last week they're down 14 points in the fourth quarter, start of the fourth quarter, 14:30 left. They're driving to, to score. Uh, he he, uh, he throws an interception. They don't run the ball again the rest of the day. He, he throws 22 straight passes. The next 22 plays on offensive passes. Wow. So they're just asking. They're expecting a lot of the kid, and to whom a lot is given, a lot is expected. Yes, but they need to be better around him too. They need to be able to control the ball, shorten the game. Uh, uh, run the football when they have the opportunity. But um, as it is, you're going to see a guy, if they keep continuing this track, you're going to see a guy that has 28 good throws and about five or six that you're like, dang, he, he missed on that one. Rondé Barber of Fox Sports is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Rondé, you made the all-decade team as a corner. How much of that position and being successful there comes down to confidence? Matching up oh, against a star 100%. receiver, believing yourself, because we have some corners who can talk as well as they play, like Richard Sherman and Josh Norman. Yeah, yeah, it's a hundred percent confidence, and I don't know that I had confidence when I first came into the league on the first couple of times playing, uh, but it's definitely something you get with time on task, with reps, and you know finding some success. Uh, I mean, I, I'm one of those guys that truly believes you have to struggle in order to to, to realize your your true potential, uh, and I struggled early in my career, and it and it and it helped me. It helped me become a better player, a better pro. It helped me prepare, so I wouldn't seek, so I wouldn't find failure as much. Um, uh, and then once you have that, I mean, then you, then your true personality shows, you know, then, the, you know, Josh Norman's a perfect example. I, I mean, people know who Josh is now, but Josh's first two or three years in the league. I mean, I remember going to Carolina's like, who's this long kid from the small school that, uh, looks like he can play, but you know, really didn't do anything a year and a half later, the guy's the, high, the highest paid corner in football. Um, so it just, it, it goes a long way. Talking about struggling before you find out how good you can be or just being able to go through those adverse moments. Talking about adverse moments, you have the, the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Coach yeah. Anthony Lynn, uh, they're playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. That's finding their way to 
to play some really, really good football. Losing Darren Sproles, but they have LeGarrette Blunt. Give me your take yeah. on this Chargers team and how they could end the StubHub Stadium when they could play against Philadelphia uh, on that evening, um, mid-afternoon on you know Sunday. I, how can they yeah, make it work? Have, how can they make it better? I, you know, I, I haven't watched the Chargers. Um, I, I know what Philly is because I had them week week one. But Anthony Lynn is a, is a heck of a football coach. You know, I think he's a guy that delivers his message well. You know, the problem with him is that he, the problem with them is that they have uh, the the challenge of relocating. Uh, and last year, when um, uh, the Rams uh, relocated to LA, I did a bunch of their games. And as much as you wanted to talk about how they were inexperienced, how the quarterback wasn't playing well, all these factors. Uh, on their football team, the real issue was that they they were unsettled, and I think the Chargers feel a little unsettled right now. Um, uh, again, they have a you know one of the generation's good great quarterbacks in Philip Rivers, um, but it's more than that. You know that that, that takes a lot more than that to to, to turn uh, any team into a winner. I just, I just think they they got to find their way still. They they they're not settled yet. Ronda, we were just talking about Tony Romo making a strong debut for CBS, and he has gone viral predicting some plays. Now, let's take this week out of the equation, three-man booth, very different. Standard Sunday, you and Kenny, and obviously you're not a former quarterback. When a team lines up, what are you seeing? If you wanted to look into the future and be clairvoyant, could you pull a Romo? Uh, Yeah, I think a lot of people could. Uh, but there's a chance you're wrong too. And uh, I mean, I, I understand guiding the, the, the viewer. It, there's no upside to being right. I, I, I love what Tony's doing. Tony's got a engaging personality on on TV, and I, you, you knew he would. Tony's a smart guy. He knows football like uh, like un, unlike anybody that, that's play that's doing this on air right now because he can speak the language still. He just finished. He just finished playing. He played the most important position on the field. Um, but his, the clairvoyance that you're talking about, it it, it doesn't help, you know? I mean, it, it, it's cool as hell because you're like, oh, I'd, I'd watch out for that fade to 16 in the slot. Oh, there's the fade. You know, Jim Nance does a good job. You called it, Tony, you know? It's it's it's, it's great for TV, uh, but I, I don't know that I have the – I don't know the, the ball to do it as many times as he, as he, he does. Um, I, I fear being wrong. I'm the guy that didn't like to ask out girls. So I didn't want to get rejected. So <laughs> I'm definitely well, not going to call out when I know a blitz is coming. Yeah. Speaking of blitzes coming, um, I, I know you've covered some teams. You may have seen some teams. You may have watched some teams for sure. But when you think about the top teams in the National Football League right now, we talk about the mm-hmm. power rankings. Uh, you look at a Kansas City Chiefs team with Alex Smith yeah. where people were wondering if he could make the deep throws, throw it between and the, the linebackers threading the needles. But right now, yeah. he's gone on the road and won some really good games for sure the first game of the week, of the year, excuse me, beating the New England yeah. Patriots and then have a chance to beat a, a team that pretty much run the same system and actually knows uh, Alex Smith in the in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Give me your take on how great he's playing right now. Not good, but great he's it, playing right now. Yeah, I, I remember uh, week one. I go to Washington early because it's my first time with the new crew. So we're, we're all together on Thursday night and going, going to the restaurant and they have the game on. And I was, I was a little late actually. Um, and I walk in and, and I'm like, what is this score right now? <laughs> What's going there? Like, you're not, you're not going to believe what Alex Smith is doing right now. Uh, and you just watch the rest of that game. You're like, wow, I've never, you've never seen Alex Smith be the guy um, that will extend the play and then put it down the field. Or 
buy himself a little bit of time and then find the play that's going to hit the home run or hit his back foot on a five-step drop and let go a deep ball. That's, that's never what you've, what you've seen from Alex. He's been a right. ball control, you know, take the check down when it's not there. His first read's not there. Uh, you know, get it in the hands of a playmaker underneath. And it's, it's crazy to think that in one offseason, and whether it was the Mahomes drafting or whatever, uh, you've seen a guy transform his mentality at quarterback. And it's not that he didn't have that ability before, because he's got great arm strength. Um, you know, the guy can the guy can wing the football. He's athletic as hell. So I, I, you're not surprised that it's happened. The real surprise is that it's taken this long for it to materialize. Rondé, have a great call on Sunday, and thanks so much for joining us today on the NFL on TuneIn. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Thanks. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.